being peaceful is the last thing you want to do. It seems like the most ir irrational, irresponsible thing to do when someone's pointing a gun at your head to just, you know, give them the peace sign. Um, but there's layers here, and this is what we most need to learn. It's not by chance that you and I chose to live this lifetime at this primitive juncture in the evolution of consciousness. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley, and it's time for a spiritual tune-up. Happy Monday. Well, with the, the crises raging in the Ukraine right now, due to the Russian invasion, let's call it what it is, uh, the question has come up about how should the, U the Ukraine peacefully protest? Uh, the how uh, or the means of, of engagement is, is the real question here. Uh, it's coming from my talk last week and the interaction. Thank you so much for all the comments. Being peaceful is the last thing you want to do. It seems like the most ir irrational, irresponsible thing to do when someone's pointing a gun at your head to just, you know, give them the peace sign. Um, but there's layers here, and this is what we most need to learn. It's not by chance that you and I chose to live this lifetime at this primitive juncture in the evolution of consciousness. We are creators of all that we experience, and we are contributors to the great confusion that pervades the world right now. So taking this from the very beginning, let me just summarize where I've already been. Any aggression, no matter how justified, no matter what is being threatened of you, any response in an aggressive way will escalate it and there will be no winners. This is written. This is obvious. Just look at the history. Nobody wins when there's escalation. But when I've contemplated myself and when I've uh, done some deep dives in some profound books like the Seth material dictated by the late Jane Roberts, uh, Seth talks about the fact that since we don't understand that we are all creators of that which we experience, we feel like life is happening to us. And if something just shows up in our face, it's random, it's ugly, and it's evil. And the best thing you can do is show up back in their face. If you don't annihilate it, the physical senses tell you, the intellect tells you, you will be annihilated. Given that we don't understand the nature of reality and our role in creating all good, bad, and absolutely hideous, we don't realize that we can be that pivot point to spark a change, and the change comes from here. Seth said something to the effect, almost an exact quote, you have no idea of the power of no. The power of no. If this was used more often in tense situations, in verbal arguments, and 
physical confrontations between two people or between groups of people, if no was the answer, you would be astounded. But nothing in your repertoire of understanding the nature of reality would lead you to think that you are a creator and that that energy of yours of no is so phenomenally powerful because you are creating that which you are experiencing. And if you're in a war, you're a co-creator of that war. Is the Ukraine a co-creator of what's going on? We're all a co-creator of what's going on between Russia and the Ukraine right now. And let's not point fingers. Blame is not a word that ever fits into a spiritual conversation. Okay, we create, we co-create, we accidentally create, we have unintentional manifestations, and sometimes just carrying around fear can bring upon a reason for it to be made manifest. And again, this is not about blame. We're all coming from a world, including these great United States, where we believe that if we've been wronged, we can go physically wrong then, in return. And we believe that because it's so convenient when you're powerful. It's like, see, God's on my side because I can crush you back. It's like, might is not ever right. There is always a peaceful way. And it's not about saying whose fault. We all partake of that folly thinking that there are certain situations where violence in response to other people's behavior is okay. If that's ever been your belief, you will meet with violence. And when you meet with violence, you cannot say it wasn't me. And this pertains to every human being walking right now. So to cast blame, point fingers is absolutely ridiculous. This does not mean that we don't usher forth with love and compassion, correct our own ways, bring light to a situation, bring love to a situation, bring our voice to a situation, which is what a protest is. What is a protest? It is saying no, peacefully saying no. It is not blocking traffic. It is not preventing other people from going to work. It is not doing these things. Although, okay, you know, somebody might not be able to cross the line for an hour or two or however crazy it is, but this is, this is not the intent of a protest. A protest is to be heard. A protest is to be seen. A protest is to put your energy out in the world. So what could the Ukrainians do? Same thing any peaceful, loving nation could do right now. And it's happening in cities across the world. And let's put our energy there and put our power there. If somebody were to pick a date, I don't know that I'm up for it. If somebody were to pick a date, this is March 7th, 2022 right now, the 14th, the 21st, and make it the World Protest Day, the World Peace Day for Ukraine. And every single peace-minded, peace-loving, forgiving person on earth took to the capital city that is nearest them and just marched peacefully, okay? And, and do this in coordination with the, the local authorities. I, I'm not telling you to do this. How do you protest? However you want. However you want. And if it's sitting alone with your fur babies and just sending out love, thank you. Um, but if you want to go out into the world, and many do, if you want to go out there and be seen, and many do, then one organization after another or a global organization or the peace force of planet Earth will go and pick a day and make it known. And in every city, street, town, and pueblito, the citizens who are feeling it, who are feeling it, those who aren't, it's all good, would go out and, and spend an hour 
in, in a peaceful march with, with love and song and art and whatever they wanted. This would get the attention of the world. Could you imagine if 2 billion people out of 7 billion went marching on one day? It would be on every news station in every single country. And it wouldn't be we're marching to point fingers at Putin. It wouldn't be we're marching to point fingers at anybody because those fingers belong pointed at us. But this is not how we're going to go forward anymore. We're going to go forward with love in our hearts. We realize we've all made mistakes. We're not going to cast blame. We have forgiveness in our heart. Let's pick up this mess. Let's put it back together and let's live a new way like we have never lived before. This is the dawning of a new age. We are the people to do this. You are the person to do this in your own way. If you don't go protest, when two billion people go protest, you are just as loved and just as holy and just as important to the equation of life on earth. So this is not a the way. There's many ways and all of the right ways Ways that would lead to peace, foster peace, would be peaceful ways, without a single exception. No more tanks, no more fighter jets, no more guns, no more artillery, just peaceful marches, a peace train. And let the people march right into Russia. Let the Russians march. But I will tell you, if marching means you're going to go to jail for 15 years... That might not be the best decision right now. Let those who want to march, those who can march, let them march. And the others who can't or won't or don't, much love to them. This is how you protest and you don't uh, try to mess up other people's lives. You do it in a coordinated, organized way. Um, and more power to you. And if every time there was a conflagration or configure, whatever the word is, in any hot spot in the world and every able, interested human being went out there and, and waved a rainbow flag or a blue flag or whatever flag is for peace, uh, we would find it and experience it in the world and in our own hearts in ways unimaginable heretofore. Just look at the giants of Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi and what they accomplished without pointing a gun at somebody else. Well, thanks for these great, awesome questions. Much love from Orlando, Florida. Maybe I'll see you out there marching somewhere. We really should do this, right? Somebody ought to lead this. Somebody ought to pick, pick a day and just go march. Uh, and it doesn't have to be the same day. And it might be, you know, in a little town or wherever. But, uh, yeah, when we feel it enough, we will, won't we? When we've had enough, we will. And, and uh, nobody's wrong for not doing it until then. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Let's move a little bit away from um, all of the, the intensity of what's happening in Europe right now and get a little bit back to some manifestations because it's all one big manifestation and there's nothing that could be more relevant to you living a happy life, no matter what you might be emerging from right now. Uh, I've gotten about four different questions all along the same lines. You know, what to do or what to make of a manifestation that went sour, that things didn't work out the way you thought they would work out, even though you got the big manifestation. Example, Mike, I thought I manifested a man that was perfect for me. Started out high in the emotions and then it faded away into nothing within one year. Mike, I bought a home and now I find I was deceived regarding various fixtures. I don't know what to do. 
Mike, I think I want to sell my home. No, I want to stay in my home. No, I, I, how do I get clarity? Okay, to have a home is a great uh, place to be in. Uh, and, and now uh, there's more on the horizon. What's going on here? Let me let you in on a little secret here. Every dream comes with built-in challenges. Every challenge comes with built-in dreams. Eventually, you come to see that they're almost synonymous. Dream, challenge, challenge, dream, adventure, lesson, adventure, lesson. The adventure is the lesson. The lesson is the adventure. This is the nature of reality. You deserve a standing ovation for the manifestations that are just nonstop in your life, many of which were deliberate and consciously uh, arrived upon and you just walked into a, a brand new romance, a brand new home, or whatever it may be. Now, the lions, tigers, and bears, right on cue. This is the way it's supposed to be. For a dream to come true means you're going where you have never been before, down roads you have never seen before. You want to become the person you have never been before. And the only way this can happen is for you to be drawn through unthought of territory. But here's the kicker. I've talked about it many times before, just like GPS navigation, going where somewhere, going to somewhere you've never been before. You can't imagine what it is you're going to see in the journey. And it's stuff you never thought about before. You did not manifest uh, where you would stop for gasoline on your way to Miami. You did not um, think about what smiling or frowning faces, but all of the experiences in every journey, nevertheless, fall within your realm, your scope of beliefs, expectations, and your 60,000 other thoughts a day, many of which need some correcting, need some alignment. And so when you move towards a dream and that dream comes true, also, you start finding there are considerations you hadn't thought of where your thoughts may not have all been in alignment with a easy breezy arrival. And so what better remedy than to find these lions and tigers and bears, which are really made of paper, pointing to your misunderstandings. When I say anything can happen, in a journey to a place that you've been thinking about, anything would always be constrained by what you believe is possible, by what you believe is likely. And so when a dream leads to challenges, challenges lead to a dream. I mean, it's plain as can day. A dream means going where you've never been before and hence meeting things and requiring confidence you've never had. The challenges show up immediately. When you've got a challenge, all of a sudden something startling, shocking, surprising happens. Your dream becomes to transcend it and move beyond. So just to, to back up and put some uh, more context to the dream, challenge, challenge, dream, lesson, adventure, adventure, lesson, scenario that we all find ourselves in. So the bottom line here is whatever shows up is perfect for you. It is not random. It is not a mistake that you're disappointed in the seller of the home. It is not a mistake, a bad manifestation of yours, nor a failing that the relationship didn't turn out the way you want it to be. Now you're in a position to reassess, to recalibrate. Hey, 
this is not harmony. Do I make them change? Or maybe do I change? Maybe we all change. Maybe it's time for a rest. You have the prerogative here. You get to decide. You call the shots. But reflect. Go within and realize you have the power over the situation. And it's not like some manifestations go bad. They all get better. And sometimes better means let them move out of your life. Because it's all this nonstop learning. And so the gravest problem and the biggest challenge I see here is when people label themselves. They label themselves as a bad manifester. They say, oh, I'm self-sabotaging. Neither was true. You have brought to bear a lesson that you dearly need to learn to be more amazing than you ever have been heretofore. And so come to terms with that new house. Come to terms with that new man. Come to terms with the buy, sell, fork in the road, and you will discover a self more confident, more amazing, more poised for greatness. And at that stage, yeah, it might be super clear to sell the home, dump the guy, start all over again, or it might be super clear that you've already gotten everything you want, and by straightening out a few other things that were not in congruence happily ever after. In fact, that's what we are all destined for. That's what we're all destined for, happily ever after. And when did it start? Oh, long ago. You're on your way to happily ever after. And that doesn't mean that there's no more lessons to learn. Learn the lessons. Don't think they're by chance. Don't think my life is great except for this. Your life is great in part because of that. Go there. Embrace it. It's what you most need. And do all the conventional things. Introspect, creative visualization, do some journaling. If you've got questions still about the fork in the road, ask them from every angle as I often illustrate. Should I marry my wife? I don't know. Uh, What if I don't? Um, Biggest mistake of my life. What if I do? Best decision I'll have ever made. When I changed the perspective of the questions that I was asking, Suddenly, I got clarity. This is a power tool I have been using ever since. So take action. Use your intuition. Reframe your questions. Take alternative means. Take a break. Maybe the answer is not A, B, or C. Maybe the answer is none of the above. But by going within, you can find that intuition. You can wait, be a little bit more patient, and the answer will soon arrive. It might be a hybrid of things you never even thought of. And until it arrives. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Happy hump day. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question, what if I'm spiritually exhausted? Mike, what would you say to someone who is spiritually exhausted? I don't want to learn any more lessons. I'm sick of lessons. I don't want any more lions or tigers or bears. I just want to get myself and my family to a figurative place of safety and just be there in quiet and in peace. I've had enough of gladiating. Well, I so appreciate that you have used some of my uh, vernacular in there. Gladiators of the jungles of time and space. Look out for the lions and tigers and bears. It was not my intention to overwhelm, but I can clearly see how It could be taken that way. And so I've got some really fun points of clarity in just a moment. But so that everybody is on board, 
we are emerging from the dark ages right now okay caveman cave woman me you um, and the prevailing wisdom of our ancestors has been either there wasn't a god and we're lucky to be here at all and good luck with that or there's an angry god who's put you here to test you judge you and sentence you that is the prevailing view of humanity 90 plus percent on planet earth believe in a higher power that is humanized and that is if they're like us they have a short temper and hence the biblical old testament angry jealous wrathful vengeful god because people thought god must be like me people personify and see everything as them they humanize because they don't know any better and so that gives us a playing field where we're being tested judged and you might fail which leads to struggle and strife and stress and anxiety like oh my god i could get this wrong and that's that's not much better than thinking life is a random chance because if life is just random and pointless and meaningless, bad crap can happen to anybody at any point, And you better get yours now because somebody else is going to get it. So that's where we're coming from. And then I understand. I come along and say, oh, no, God loves you. The universe is a playground. You know, it's less an adventure, less an adventure. And it doesn't sound a whole lot better, does it? Well, let's break it down because spirituality is kind of something you can't not be. It's not something you have to make. Uh, it's like, I can't not be Mike. Um, ease, uh, cooperation, um, being yourself, those are not things that anybody should be struggling for. And if we're struggling for them, we're misunderstanding them. Do you see? I don't have to struggle to be Mike. Being Mike is effortless unless I try to be Mike. And then what does that mean? If you try to be spiritual, you can't not be, but you didn't know that. And so you think, well, I need to be good. I need to be better. I need to put the needs of others before my home. And it turns into this exercise that has nothing to do with spirituality. And because we're limited in these primitive times and we use words, I use words every morning, words fail when it comes to the description of truth and reality. We do the best we can. Uh, and, and we can connect some pretty powerful dots with words. But because we use words and they slip uh, and we don't know who our audience audiences are, their connotations of what being spiritual is or what God is, um, it can be very, very dicey. So, so let me break it down for you. Given that we are, you are, you don't have to try to be. The eyes and the ears of the Almighty come alive in this dream of life, this bastion of order. Our, in our natural state, okay, we're not there, but in our natural state, we would know this. We would feel a sense of ease permeating all of our days. We would feel safe. We would feel protected. We would feel provided for, and we would be all of those things. We're not far from there. That's the irony. We're just like a breath away. You got to just fake it till you make it. Show up with some baby steps. But understand that your natural state, if you could get out of your own way, get out of your own head, would be of ease, grace, joy, just 
Joy for no reason, happy for no reason would come bubbling to the surface. Euphoria here and there, scattered rainbows in every single outlook. And that bliss, that happiness would naturally lead to occasional bouts of wonder and curiosity, speculation, imagination. And those qualities would eventually get you out the door to kind of try a new path, think a new thought, go make a new friend, to, to see what you can bring of those ideas you were imagining and initially wondering about. And as you go down that path, there would be expansion, there would be new sensations, there would be greater awareness, elevation. Another word for those things, learning, learning. But learning's an ugly word, I know, coming from where we've come from. And then so from expansion and epiphanies and greater realizations, the initial wonder that started it off from, from a place of happiness would bring about brand new manifestations. And those manifestations would feel so good and feel so right and feel so inevitable and we would luxuriate and we would be provided for. And then we'd start wondering again. And the wondering would beget curiosity. Curiosity would lead to imagination. Imagination would lead to action, expansion, growth, glory, learning. And all of a sudden there'd be new vibration and a greater vista upon which to review reality and understand ourselves. All at your own pace. You want to take two steps back, you go back. Chill out. Everything's going to be okay. Only go where you feel drawn to go. But you're going to get to that higher vibration. You're going to have that greater peace. And there's going to be more manifestations. Friends, laughter, beauty, love, coming and going. Oh my gosh, luxuriate, bliss, joy, euphoria, wonder, curiosity, imagination, expansion, growth, glory, learning manifestations. And you can slow it down or speed it up, whatever feels good, whatever is fun. This is being a gladiator in the jungles of time and space, being led by your heart, your, your inner curiosity, the wonder that is your birthright, the mark of the divine in your DNA. This is how it goes. And yes, that expansion will lead to lions and tigers and bears. I think I, I use that term so that people don't think lions and tigers and bears, oh my, oh crap, holy, I'm self-sabotaging. It's like, no, they're paper lions, tigers and bears. It's all okay. So I want to connect the dot of, yeah, yeah, icky, unexpected stuff happens, but it's part of the journey. It's part of the glory. It's part of the expansion. You're safe and provided for. So stop trying to be spiritual. That would exhaust anybody. Although I've done it myself and we can all relate to that as we emerge from these primitive times. Start being who you really are. Start seeing that you are safe. You and your family are safe. Start realizing that you're you are provided for. You always have been. Start realizing that your earlier successes and meeting your partner and conceiving children and guiding them into the world, that wasn't done by mere mortal you. That was done by the magnificence of the divinity that moves your spirit. Do you see? You've got this. You're, you're directing 
God energy everywhere you go just by looking and casting your attention in one place or another. And by default and design, you've already built a home of harmony and possibilities. So stop trying to be spiritual. See what already is. No more eating of the forbidden fruit. Trying to micromanage everything. Totally disregarding that that you're playing this drama out in the heart of God. Okay, surrender, open and allow, as Sarah Landon says. Open and allow, sarahlandon.com, my buddy. Open and allow. Feel your inner guiding mechanism and let it override your burnt out intellect from time to time until it becomes your guiding light. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Happy Thursday. So glad you're here. This is a question uh, that comes up an awful lot. Questions that brush up against the notion of karma. Um, And it reveals how much we misunderstand, typically, the idea of karma, which is a very real phenomenon, but is absolutely not an absolute law. It is not a law. It is a phenomenon. Here's the question. Mike, I've only caught references here or there to your thoughts on birth defects. I'm 72 years old and to this day deal with effects from congenital hip dislocation that has resulted in years of surgeries, total hip replacements, four, and now no hip at all. I've overcome cancer four times with five surgeries, chemotherapy, radiation and multiple other health issues. Manifestation is natural to me, but every time I overcome something related to the hip and walking, I have another challenge. I don't know if this all relates to something that happened at birth or even before, and if so, how? How is this happening? Why is this happening? What can I do about it? Whoa, wow, you've been through, you've been through so much. Now, I can only speculate. Uh, What I just read is the entirety of what I know about you, Um, but I can come up with some hypotheticals that maybe will give you some traction. Um, First off, it absolutely sounds like karma. Okay, and karma doesn't necessarily, well, in this case, it, it would come from a past life. We create karma on the go in any given life. And what is karma? It is when we cling when we grab onto an idea and that idea becomes a core belief a perspective and it filters everything we think say or do and so this phenomenon goes around and around and we experience more of it and more of it and more of it all karma past life as well stems from ideas concepts that we cling to. Now, let me give you a wild hypothetical, which most surely has nothing to do with your situation, but you'll be able to see how this builds a case, creates rationale, and potentially uh, a challenge. So let's just say, let's just say hypothetically you with a bad hip from birth, let's just say that in a prior lifetime or two or 20, you were a big time wanderer, a wanderer. You were like a rolling stone. You were an adventurer. And, and, and it meant 
never having a stable foundation because you are always off to the next adventure, to the next hillside, to the next continent, to the next discovery. You were a wanderer. Now, in and of itself, that's awesome. That's so cool. I would love that life. I'm sure we've probably shared lives like that before. But depending on the person, they may have a personality overlaying the wanderer that that could create situations that through their wandering, they are cold and callous to the relationships that they created along the way. And they look back at the end of a life or during a lifetime and they can see a lot of tears, a lot of broken hearts. And they find looking back through their perspectives, not to say that it's unspiritual to live a wanderer's life, Okay, there's nothing unspiritual about that. But the way it may have been done or pulled off in the past, not only did it break a lot of hearts, but it, it created the inability to kind of plant yourself, grow roots, and experience life in a totally different way where there was momentum and continuity, career and wealth building, friendships um, going much deeper than they could have otherwise if they were all fleeting. And so after a... A, a decade of this, a lifetime of this, 200 lifetimes of this, there may emerge in the idea of the psyche of the person who is the wanderer that enough is enough. This has caused too much heartbreak. Now, it wasn't that they wandered, but it's how they viewed it. And so now they're very um, adamant and very strong that this must change for them. It's time to turn over a new leaf. Nothing good or bad about this. I'm not passing judgment on it, but somebody might go through something, something like that and decide that from now on, they will be far more predictable and far more stationary. And they're going to cling to that idea, cling to that idea, not uh, airy-fairy for no known reason, but for really important reasons. And whether they connect the dots uh, in this new lifetime or not is not as important as that pillar existing, that the view that it is um, destabilizing and gut-wrenching to break relationships and to be a rolling stone. And it is valuable and it is high time that a person get stable, grow roots, find career, build wealth, and experience life in a totally different way. So this is the idea with rationale that someone might begin a new life. And it could be viewed, this is wildly hypothetical, that perhaps to ensure, to have an insurance plan that this person, that this incarnation will be one that's far more predictable, there could be a, an issue with mobility, an issue with mobility for uh, the, it's like art. There's a million ways to create an issue with mobility, one of which would be hip. And that might make sense given all else stirring in the psyche, the spirit, the awareness of the person who's choosing this upcoming lifetime. And for them, it works absolutely perfectly. Genetically, it fits with those um, that they're being born of, and so they have a congenital hip dysplasia or a hip problem. 
Okay, that could be why. What's really critical here is understanding that it is the limiting idea that's being clung to that is creating the recurring problem, not the birth defect. Now, the birth defect may still be there, but did there have to be five surgeries? Did there have to be four cancers? Did there have to be... The idea remained. So whatever you do to patch it up, if the idea remains, then the, the symptom will flare again and again. It'll show up here. It'll show up there. It's not this hip. It's that hip. If it's not the knee, it'll be the foot. If it's not the... It'll be one thing or another because the underlying idea... The underlying limited belief is there. Now, it's a phenomenon. It is not a law, okay? These kind of things are correctable. These kind of things can change. If you bring up a situation, well, how come I was born without legs? Okay, that happens. Well, there would be a much greater, greater not meaning more important, but a totally different kind of objective being sought by the person who chose a lifetime where they would not have legs. And it may be tinged with karma, it may be tinged with a number of other things, and yeah, you're not gonna grow new legs. Not at this state of the evolution of consciousness in these jungles of time and space. Perhaps in other realms, yes. Uh, that's a huge tangent. But <clears throat> back to where you are right now, how to know what is going on for you. Because I came up with this crazy, wild hypothetical that I'm sure has nothing to do with your situation, but perhaps gives you an idea of how this operates, how karma operates. Um, how to know what is going on for you. What ideas are you clinging to is the question. What limiting beliefs born of noble causes and ambitions might you be embracing? They are knowable. You can find the answer. You're not at the mercy of past decisions or, or whatever you chose at birth. Here is a tool. Ask yourself, what is this condition? Your chronic hip issues. What are they making possible? What have they made possible in this lifetime that would not otherwise have been possible? A, a certain amount of immobility, um, a certain amount of growing roots, um, you know, what other kind of things, what other kind of connections were made possible? Maybe deeper connections with certain loved ones. Um, what has this condition made impossible? What have you not been able to do this lifetime because of this recurring pattern? Go there. And very importantly, how do these things that were made possible and that were made impossible by the condition. How do they fit into your worldview? Remember the worldview of the person traveling? It was their view and their behavior when they lived life as a rolling stone that led to more broken hearts than perhaps would have otherwise been necessary by somebody else who lived their life as a rolling stone, okay? But yet we don't realize that it's our perspective we think it's more the fact that, well, I was a rolling stone and that breaks hearts. It's like, no, 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 no. It's the way you did it. So it, it's the worldview. Um, what worldviews are supported? What views of yours are supported by what this condition makes possible 
and what this condition makes impossible. How are those worldviews accentuated? How are those worldviews achieved? How do they find cohesion? Look at your life with the condition and see what is being supported. See where it is kind of creating its own evidence to perspectives and viewpoints that you have always held. That's one thing. Um, and back, back to the ultimate point that I was making that I always make when I speak to karma, that it is a phenomenon. It is not a law. Too often people think, well, I violated somebody, so now I need to be violated or vice versa. And they think of it in terms of a score. You know, and if I violated three people, I need to be violated three times. There's no scoring. There's no law. There's no absolutes when it comes to karma, which is good news if you got a hip problem because you can let go of that stuff. You can fix that stuff. You can change your thinking and what you're clinging to, and you are free from the wheel of karma. Karma just means a recurring pattern based on a vibration that's not changing. Raise your vibration. Change your perspective. Allow more truth and thy shall be set free from the wheel of karma. No matter what the score was, it could be possible that you make a big mistake. You really hurt somebody. You see what you did. You understand what love would have chosen. You never go back there again and you don't have to have payback. There is no such thing as karma as punishment. There is no such thing as karma with scorekeeping. Okay, there is only you and your thoughts and your thoughts become things. That's the only cause and effect you ever have to deal with. Change your thoughts, you change your things, change your experience. And this is the best news ever when it comes to a sense of helplessness. Like, well, I'm dealing with this and it must be a past life. So I have nothing I can do about it. Wrong. You can, you can go within, you can self-reflect. And while you self-reflect, you will very likely not be able to figure out exactly what that perspective is, nor why you have it. But just the intention to go within and to ask some new questions will empower you through the demonstration that it is that you can change how you feel, that you can change your experience, that you can move and be free of earlier limitations. So just give it your best. Ask some of the questions I've just shared with you. Come up with maybe some of your own questions and parallels. Realize your point of power is in the present and you can free yourself from earlier limitations. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy Friday. Uh, welcome to another spiritual tune-up. Here's a question that all of us have been feeling a bit given the invasion of the Ukraine and, and the the, the troublesome hotspots around the world where there is indisputable pain and suffering. How to help the world. Mike, I want peace in the world. I want the planet to heal. I want every child to have enough to eat and to be able to go to school. I feel lost and confused and hopeless on how to do my part to achieve those goals using your methods and way of life. Well, it's metaphysics, it's not mine, but... I get it. I don't know if it works for those bigger goals since we don't all want the universe to bring peace and harmony. How can I make a difference? There was once a note from the universe that said the first step in changing the world is falling in love with it 
the way it already is. And the PS was, the same is true for changing yourself. To fall in love with yourself the way it already is. Now, I know your question is, how do I help the world? But you're looking at this world, this world of order, perfection, love, and nonstop healing and saying, it's not okay. You want to change it. And you're here to bring about that change. But you're going to bring about change in the world by seeing how everyone is at a place of their own creation, poised for breakthroughs that they most wanted to learn. It's a messy world. There's a lot of ugly. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. But that doesn't mean there's not also a lot of love, a lot of beauty, a lot of order. Consider we all came from the cradle of God, if you will, where every child had enough to eat, where everyone had shelter, where everyone self-respected. And we all decided to take this plunge into these amazing jungles of time and space. And you and I decided to do it at an early time in the dawn of the evolution of consciousness where people wouldn't realize they're creators. We said, bring it on because I'm going to be a light. I'm going to help and I'm going to do it by loving myself and seeing the order and helping other people through my example know that love is the only way. Peace is the only way. Never escalate with violence. Never, ever, 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 ever. And so here we are. Now, this does not mean people deserve what they're getting. This does not mean anybody is to blame. We're all adventurers. We're all sparks of God. This is not reality. This is a dream world. We wake up from our experiences, time and space to realize it was a dream and we come back home back to the cradle of God, in the heart of God, where there are infinite possibilities. And we think to ourselves, oh my God, that was a dream. But I got a little bit carried away when it came to X, Y, Z. And I got a little bit carried away when it came to other people's suffering. And I wasn't present for my own experiences. And if I go back and learn to be present for my own experiences, then I will be able to reach out and touch and change and help and be an example, a light, unto the darkened paths of others. Let me go back. Well, if you go back, there's going to be more pain. That's okay. It's a dream. Let me go back. Well, you're going to be terrified, but I'll be surrounded by guides. There'll be love everywhere. Yeah, but you won't see that love everywhere. Sometimes you'll feel like life is happening to you, but that's okay. It's happening inside the heart of God. And so they let you come back. Now, remember those commitments. Remember the truth. Go within. Self-reflect. Realize This is a world of order where everyone is vibrating God, God energy. Yes, through confusion, they do it in some ugly ways. Yes, they bring pain to other people, but they're learning. And everyone chose a stage to live their life upon where there would be probabilities for growth and acceleration. Think of your own life. Wasn't it often through some of the really messiest of times? Sometimes through the most painful of times, that you were born again to a higher truth and you realized that you were more than mere physical and you found some traction? This is what everyone's going through. Men and women, every age, every color, every pocket of the world. I'm not denying that there's ugliness. I'm not denying that there is evil behavior by man upon man or man upon animals. I'm not denying any of that. I'm just saying It's not being seen in the proper context Uh, of this is a workshop. This is a playground. There is 
enough second chances and new romances for everyone always and always. Um, so understand also that some folks may have chosen a more advanced path. And an advanced path for some folks might mean more challenges, might mean more pain, might mean a quicker learning curve overall. And so you can't look at other folks and say, well, you know, it's different for them than it was for me. Of course it's different. They chose a different curriculum, but they are far more than what they're going through right now. They're far more, as you are, than this in incarnation alone right now. And there were reasons from the highest of the high, from the zenith of their own brilliance, that they chose to be on the playing field or the battlefield where they are right now, which doesn't justify the war. And that doesn't mean don't go out and lend a hand, but you're going to do much greater good if you can find peace within and understand that everyone is making their way to the light and understand that there is still beauty and harmony and healing far more than the chaos and brutality that you see. Then you're going to be coming from a higher vibration and far more able to help. So go out and, and have a peace march. Go out and protest with the word no, like I talked about the other day. Go and visualize smiling children that are well-fed, that are well-looked after, that are loved and adored. Go do all those things, but not from a place of fear, not from a place of, oh my God, it's all bad. It's all good. It's better than you can realize. We're all walking each other home. Thank you, Ram Dass, for saying that. Be happy today. Fall in love with yourself today. Fall in love with the world today. And your vibrations alone will move mountains that could never have been moved by worrying and being fearful and thinking that things are out of control. They're not out of control. God is beneath the eyes of every single one of us, behind the eyes, whether it's Putin or anyone else. We're all trying to do our best. And if we each raise our vibration into love and light and appreciation, we will be far, far, far more effective. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to feel the love, as does everyone. And you finding yours will help others find theirs. It's a challenging time. I'm not saying it's easy. There's mess, chaos, and suffering everywhere. But there's love, beauty, and healing in even greater doses everywhere. So see the good. Revel in the beauty. Have an amazing Friday, the best weekend of your life so far. It's going to be okay. You know what I think? I think this whole thing between Russia and the Ukraine and the whole world is going to blow over in the next few months. Okay. That's what I'm choosing to visualize. That's what I'm choosing to say. I'm still supporting. I'm still sending money. I'm still giving my best vibe. I'm still loving life. I'm still loving myself to the best of my ability. But I really do believe that we're on um, an unstoppable um, swing into better, more refined, more thoughtful living the world over. And right now we're seeing vestiges of certain folks clinging to the past, uh, trying to use old methodologies that never worked, methodologies that never worked, to bring about joy on their terms. Th that's falling to the wayside. There's so much to be happy about. 
Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend. Uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.